Buenos dias from BA. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 6th of July, 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Wednesday the 5th, the United Nations released a report shedding light on human rights violations that have been taking place in Venezuela since May 2022. The report focuses on cases of torture and the concerning lack of transparency within the country's electoral process. The report also addresses multiple issues, including social inequalities, limited income opportunities, staff shortages in healthcare facilities, censorship, instances of gender-based violence and discrimination against the LGBTQ plus community. During his intervention, Volker Turk, the High Commissioner for Human Rights, emphasized the urgent need for transparent primary elections and the importance of eliminating any obstacles that hinder the active participation of citizens in the electoral process. The current National Electoral Council, or CNE, rectors resigned on the 14th of June and the process of appointing new authorities will be completed by September. On Thursday the 29th, the Chavista National Assembly appointed 10 members from civil society and 11 deputies to form the new Electoral Nominations Committee. This committee will have the responsibility of selecting candidates to serve on the new CNE. Concerns are rising within the opposition ranks. On Thursday the 29th, Cesar Pérez Vivas, an opposition candidate, voiced his concerns regarding a potential, quote, Nicaraguazo, unquote. During a press conference, Pérez highlighted the unfair disqualifications of opposition leaders and the establishment of a new electoral council, drawing parallels to the actions of Daniel Ortega's regime in Nicaragua. He believes that these measures are designed to encourage abstention in the upcoming 2024 elections. Pérez urged all opposition members to come together and actively participate in a, quote, transition pact, unquote. Its main goal is to collectively address the challenges ahead and prevent abstention during the electoral process. Speaking of disqualifications, on Friday the 30th, the General Comptroller's Office of Venezuela officially announced that the opposition leader, Maria Corina Machado, has been banned from holding office for 15 years. The statement accuses Machado of undermining public ethics and highlights alleged errors and omissions in her asset declarations. In response to this decision, Machado, who was vying for the exclusive nomination in the opposition primaries, stated that Maduro's fear is evident and that it serves as a clear indication of his imminent defeat. The political disqualification of Maria Corina Machado has sparked international concern. Both presidents, Gustavo Petro and the Organization of American States, have condemned this decision, labeling it as arbitrary and a violation of civil rights. The U.S. Department of State has also expressed its rejection of the disqualification, standing up for the Venezuelan people's right to choose their leaders through free and fair elections. They have emphasized the importance of having an independent CNE and have made a commitment to hold accountable those who undermine the will of the Venezuelan people. Is the opposition playing by their own rules? 
On Friday the 30th, the National Primaries Commission, or CNP, announced that they would dismiss the political disqualification of Machado imposed by the Maduro regime. This means that she will be able to participate in the opposition's primary election for the upcoming 2024 presidential elections. The CNP firmly believes that the sanction imposed on Machado is unconstitutional and goes against international human rights standards. They are urging both politicians and citizens to actively participate in the October elections, emphasizing that the electoral process is the appropriate and viable solution to Venezuela's current challenges. Moving on, on Friday the 30th, Maduro presided over a ceremony held at the esteemed military academy in Fuerte Tiuna to honor and promote officials from the National Armed Forces. During this event, over 270 promotions were approved. Maduro took the opportunity to highlight the military's crucial role and announced that more than 12,000 personnel would receive promotions throughout the year. Defense Minister Vladimir Padrino López echoed Maduro's sentiments and emphasized the rigorous examinations that the military diligently underwent to ensure their qualification for these promotions. Tragic news on Sunday the 2nd, during a practice session for the Independence Civic Military Parade, a tragic incident occurred when a Russian-made Sukhoi-30 fighter jet crashed into a mountainous area near Caracas. Unfortunately, Paulino José Michan Sabino, the pilot, lost his life in the accident. According to a report from the Ministry of Interior and Justice, a bird entered the engine system, causing the crash of the military plane. Venezuela marked Independence Day on the 5th of July with a civic military parade held at Los Proceres. However, the usual festivity, which had traditionally included an aerial display showcasing Russian Sukhoi fighter jets, took on a somber tone following the recent aircraft accident that tragically claimed the life of Colonel Sabino. Adding to the subdued atmosphere, Maduro was absent from the presidential grandstand for the third consecutive year. Environmentalists take action on oil spills. On Thursday the 29th, Johan Flores, the director of Azul Ambientalistas, appealed to the governor of Zulia State, urging him to declare a state of emergency due to the oil spills in Maracaibo's lake. Flores' plea was directed towards both PDVSA and national authorities urging them to implement comprehensive measures to tackle the pollution problem effectively. The continuous leakage of oil has caused severe damage to fishing nets and boats, affecting the local fishing industry. Flores highlighted the crucial need for PDVSA to take responsibility for the cleanup efforts, emphasizing that the municipal government lacks the necessary equipment required to handle this situation properly. In other news, on Sunday the 2nd, the remarkable story of Maker Montaño, a 10-year-old Venezuelan boy with a heart condition, went viral. He embarked on a journey across the challenging Darianga region, carrying an oxygen tank in his quest for a heart transplant in the United States. 
Montano courageously crossed seven countries with his family over the course of three months, overcoming numerous difficulties along the way. Eventually, they successfully reached El Paso, Texas. Despite undergoing three surgeries, the precise details of Montano's heart condition remain unknown. A colorful afternoon. On Thursday the 29th, Caracas hosted the LGBTI Pride March, which drew thousands of participants demanding equal rights and respect for LGBTI individuals in Venezuela. The attendees called for transgender name changes, the legalization of same-sex marriage, and the recognition of transgender identity. The event garnered significant attention from human rights organizations, UN representatives, and EU embassy officials, all united in the goal of fighting discrimination and fostering dignity and acceptance. Notably, the observatory dedicated to monitoring LGBTIQ violence in Venezuela documented a total of 60 cases of aggression between January and April, underscoring the ongoing challenges faced by the community in their pursuit of safety and equality. In sports, on Tuesday the 4th, the Federación Venezolana de Fútbol, or FBS, revealed a new emblem and anthem for the Vinotinto national team in preparation for the 2026 World Cup qualifiers. Starting in January 2024, the emblem will be proudly worn by all FBS teams. The FBS expressed that the purpose behind introducing these symbols is to generate excitement and foster a sense of unity among Venezuelan football fans who eagerly await the team's pursuit of World Cup qualification. Looking for some excitement this July, we've got upcoming events in Venezuela for you to plan your weekends. First up is the Metro Fest happening in Caracas. On Friday the 7th, you can head to the parking lot of the Universidad Metropolitana and enjoy live performances of bands like Gran Radio Riviera and Mira. For all the punk lovers out there, mark your calendars for the 14th of July. The talented Ecuadorian band Goe will be taking the stage at Sabroso in Caracas, delivering a high-energy performance. And if you're into pop music, get ready for a dance-filled evening on the 15th of July, because Esteban is coming to Venezuela to captivate the crowd with his infectious beats. And that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. This Venezuela Rorschach update is one of the country-specific podcasts we do. But we have always wanted to try some on other topics less tangible than countries. And we finally have. Last week we have launched the Rorschach Ocean Update, about the 70% Earth surface covered in salt water, as well as the Rorschach Multilateral Update, covering the world's major multilateral institutions. And coming soon the Rorschach Arctic Update. You can look for them in your podcast listening app of choice, or follow with the links in the show notes. Tell your friends. Hasta la próxima.